Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hour number one of the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105. Three the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Vacation. <laughs> Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we are live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. And on YouTube as well. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button while you're there to check out all of our great content from all of our shows here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula. If you yep. want to get at us on Twitter with you for the next four hours tonight, looking forward to this hump night edition, RJ Choppy of the get right with Reg KG as we get ready to send Reg on well-deserved vacation. I don't know about that last part, but I'm going regardless <laughs> deserved or not. Just take the compliment. Well-deserved vacation again i ask do you know me <laughs> you're so hard to give compliments to that's correct and you just don't take them which means you need to work harder really mm-hmm. work harder yep to say nice things to again you. do you even know that me? sounds like real <laughs> a real vain thing to do when it comes to uh trying to get you know just say nice things about you in fact text line 877 oh, no. i don't like where this is say going all the nice things to Rez tonight as he gets ready to go on vacation do the same on twitch in the Twolo Lounge, oh, do the God. same thing in YouTube as well. Just say all the nice things you can about Reg to make him feel good and feel loved as he gets ready to go uh, on vacation. Okay? All right, so one pressing question. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Gonna, You're that just uncomfortable gonna, already? we move this thing along. Anyway. All right, all right. Uh, we will do that. By the way, Tyler Batiste. Uh, the athletic NBA editor is going to be joining us in studio here beginning at 8 o'clock tonight. Talk a little NBA, a little Ask Tyler a little bit later on as well. You get to know him, of course, uh, covering all things for the NBA. The NBA Finals beginning tomorrow when the Denver Nuggets host the Miami Heat. Real hoop. And real hoop uh, for the 2023 NBA Finals. Looking forward to that for Game 1 tomorrow night. Again, Tyler Batiste is going to be joining us in studio beginning at 8 o'clock. But we start off our conversations tonight with the National Football League as your Cowboys will be Practicing tomorrow as off-season training activities continue. OTAs, as the boys and girls like to call them. I'm going to be the jerk. Organized training. Oh, organized. Yeah, that's the thing. This is how much we don't care. I mean, it's the same thing. It is. It's just OTAs. It's just OTAs. Mm -hmm. Practice in shorts and jerseys. That's right. Uh, That continues tomorrow. And it better be low speed or else you're getting a fine. (laughs) All right. Mike McCarthy said, hey, don't y'all touch each other. Okay. Sound like he a, uh, a chaperone at a middle school dance. Hey, 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 leave room for Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Le- leave room for Jesus. <laughs> you know what makes me think of what? 
Every time I think about that, Kevin Harlan. Uh, Kevin, Kevin. Wow, what did you just call Kevin? Kevin Hart. I had Kevin Harlan and Kevin Hart put together. It is seven oh three. Yep, and that's wow. what that's what came out. Um, but Kevin Hart, when he talks about his kids, hey, don't you be playing in that toilet? That's right. Don't you be in that toilet? Yep. That's what I think of when I think about OTAs and uh, these players keeping their hands off each other. Uh, but one pressing question for every new offensive play caller in twenty twenty three. Oh, just just the new. Play play callers? Yeah, just the new ones. I mean, what does that have to do with the Cowboys? Oh, I don't know if you heard, but they got a new play caller in 2023. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's that? Big Mike. (laughs) Big Mike McCarthy. I just like sending you up to do that. Uh One more time for me? Uh, Big Mike. Thank you. A little little less gusto, but that's fine. I still like it. Well, his boy, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, is the offensive offensive coordinator. Uh, This piece was written by, would you like to guess who this piece was written by in The Athletic? In The Athletic? Mm Mm-hmm. John Mashoda. Nope. Oh. Shale Kapadian? No, he works with the ringer now. I don't know. Who is it? Uh, that would be one Mike Jones. Who? <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I appreciate the setup. Thank uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This, this is the type of energy we're on today. Oh, yeah. this is, We're going to be on this all night long, so sit back and relax and enjoy it here uh, on the get right. Uh, one pressing question for every new offensive play caller in 2023. Would you like to start with your Cowboys or would you like to start somewhere else? No, let's start with the Cowboys. Okay, this well. is the home of the Cowboys. I think that this is one of the big questions that locally people have had is what kind of impact can Mike McCarthy taking over for Kellen Moore have, particularly as, I mean, it's always going to be the conversation with any team and particularly with America's team, the quarterback, with Dak Prescott, with, you know, the polarizing nature of his position and his play last season, you know, what is his impact going to be? Um, and so the, the question that surrounds, you know, that that uh, leadership and that relationship between quarterback and Mike McCarthy as offensive play caller is going to be a highly scrutinized one, I feel. The question for Big Mike going into the 2023 NFL season as the offensive play caller for your Dallas Cowboys can Mike McCarthy lead a more effective offense and help Dak Prescott get his groove what? back? Oh, I like the Stella getting your groove back. Thing, uh-huh, but I, uh-huh. I really called the whole question, didn't I? You did. That's you crazy. Did. It's almost like I'm constantly inundated with Cowboys content. Hmm, I wonder why. Uh, let's go with his write-up here. McCarthy knew, threw Kellen Moore under the bus after sure the did. Cowboys <laughs> fired the former offensive coordinator, saying that Moore's uh, obsession with scoring points – was why the Cowboys lacked balance and why their defense was never rested. Why would he want to score points? I mean, he I heard, you know, you have to score points to win games in the National Football League. Overrated. Uh, apparently for Big Mike it was, at least for Kellen Moore. The head coach vowed to run an offense that relies heavily on a physical ground game, saying that would help cut down on Dak Prescott's career fifth, career high 15 interceptions. McCarthy also said he'll run a more simplistic offense which he believes will make life easier for Prescott and his teammates. Finally, a lot of big talk, but is it just that? Let's not forget McCarthy's offense is late in his tenure in Green Bay, were criticized by Aaron Hodges mm-hmm. and others for being stale huh. and unimaginative. Wonder where we've heard that recently. Um, yeah, that that's an interesting point. I'm glad that, that was brought up by Mr. Jones in this write-up. I was very pleased, and I guess somebody earlier said that their nice thing about me is that I'm a human word calendar, learn a new word every day. Let's see if this is one of those. I was very pleased by the diction that uh, Mike Jones used here, using the word effective and not efficient, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that has been the thing that people leaned on when it comes to Kellen Moore, and rightfully so. Like It's not like they've been wrong in saying, 
that the Cowboys' offenses under Kellen Moore have been highly efficient. It's one of the reasons why all the stats nerds, and I say that uh, lovingly, all the stats nerds have pointed to the idea that, hey, man, y'all are being really hard on Kellen Moore. This team has put up points. This team has picked up yards. Like, the offense has been statistically Very productive, right? yes. But I think the word effective gets to things beyond efficient. And it felt like in inopportune moments, inopportune times, this offense fell a little flat. Was not doing, was not carrying the burden that you anticipated based on the production that they did, you know, would do in other situations. And so the idea is will what Mike McCarthy's putting together ultimately produce better results? Because I think that's really what everybody's concerned about. It's the reason why anytime people bring up the Cowboys around here, they go, yeah, but they ain't been to the Super Bowl in umpteen years, right? The end result ends up being a big, uh, you know, issue for folks around here. How confident do you feel like Mike McCarthy has the appropriate answer to that question of can he lead a more effective offense? Because in theory, we go West Coast offense should help get the ball out quicker, help you know make some of the decisions a little bit easier in those things. We've seen the way that Mike McCarthy went to Dak Prescott and asked him, what are the things that you're uncomfortable with this play sheet? So we can throw those out and just do the things that make you the most successful. Like, how confident are you that the answer is with Mike McCarthy? Uh, Well, we're going to find out because one thing that Mike McCarthy is going to have to do for this quarterback is to ensure that what he is seeing on the field is what he's confidently able to throw when it comes to the windows that he's throwing to and the receivers being on the same page with him to ensure communication is not breaking down the way that we've seen it happen Mm -hmm. from time to time with Prescott and his receivers. If they can continue to clean that up, have what they like to call play purpose where everyone knows exactly what needs to be done on a particular play and everyone be on the same page for that to happen, then I think you can see some improvement there in terms of that communication and consistency for Mike McCarthy in this offense. Because one thing that I all that always bothered me about Kellen Moore and his tenure here was that for me, there was never a definition of what he determined what was his philosophy offensively. What was he to his core when it came to his beliefs on offense? We never really got a good answer to any of that. Was he a terrific play caller at times? Could he call games that allowed you to see rhythm and consistency within the offense? Sure. But we never found out what was his bread and butter to be able to fall back on when things weren't working. And that, to me, is something that I would love to see for this offense as well. What are you going to define for me as the ability to fall back on when things don't go right and are you going to stick to that and be true to it based on what you have in terms of your quarterback, your receivers, Tony Pollard being featured as the number one back? I want to see all those questions be answered. And Mike McCarthy and his boy, Brian Schottenheimer, are going to have an opportunity to do that this year. Thank you laid it out perfectly there. I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously, it's the question for a reason. It's the thing that we're most intrigued to see. Um, I'm also intrigued to have a season in which we can accurately point to what exactly Mike McCarthy does, right? Like having a thing that's tangible to grade him on mm-hmm. will be very nice. I don't know if that's necessarily like the biggest sticking point, but for me, I know that's something I'm excited to be able to have so that we don't have to do this thing where we're like, nebulously, it seems like things are going well under his watch. I'd like to have something to score him on. Because I thought at this point, McCarthy would be at to the point in his career where he wanted to be the CEO, being able to oversee the things happening within his offense and the defense and not have to get down into the weeds in terms of game planning and installing that as the weeks and weeks go on for this offense. Now he is back in that and going to be installing and calling this offense week in and week out. What kind of effect will that have on him in terms of his own game management, his ability to go through situational football 
and be able to ensure that his team is in the best positions to succeed for the totality of this football team, not just on the offensive side uh, of the football. So he's got a lot on his plate that he's going to be taking on, and we'll see how Dak Prescott responds to that this upcoming season. The one question for each of these new offensive play callers going into the 2023 NFL season as detailed by The Athletic, uh, is there another team that you would be interested in? I'd be lying if I did not bring up a team that's in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. What's Todd Monken got? I'm interested in what the question is for him. Yeah, Todd Monken taking over as the OC for the Baltimore Ravens. The question for him is, can Monken help Lamar Jackson regain his MVP form and reach another level as a passer? Jones writes, fresh off his massive contract extension, Jackson wants to contend for the Super Bowl and MVP the league's top dual-threat quarterback hasn't passed for, for 3,000 yards since 2019 when he was the second unanimous MVP in league history. Of course, Tom Brady did it back in 2010. Jackson that year had 36 touchdown passes to just six interceptions in 2019, playing in 15 games. His touchdown totals dropped to 26 in 2020, 16 in 2021, and 17 in 2022, where he played 12 games in both 2021 and 2022. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm wildly interested. I always bring up the fact that Monken was the offensive coordinator uh, during some of the tenure in the Buccaneers with uh, Jameis Winston where they were airing that thing out. Like The idea of a more pro-style offense, um, and I say that trying to avoid all of the kind of undercurrents that come with it, but uh, Lamar Jackson has run pro-style offenses incredibly well. The idea that he's like some level of gimmick quarterback I think is out of place that's more just what Greg Roman tends to do so I'm interested in simply the idea of if you give him the opportunity to show you his talent if that is enough in addition to the idea that hey they got him some people on the other end that can actually catch the football um hello Odell Beckham Jr so hopefully that helps make all of that go right yeah no I'm 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 intrigued by that as well because this is going to be something that people are going to ring up on Lamar Jackson if it doesn't go well. And I understand why that would be the case. Uh, is there someone else as a new play caller that catches your attention, KG? Uh, I'm going to go with Sean Payton uh, in Denver because the question that the Denver Broncos, I'm sure, was first on their list to Sean Payton when interviewing him as a head coach, potentially head coach for that team. Mm-hmm. Hey, what you going to do about Russell Wilson? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's that's such a difficult question. Yes, because what what is there to do if he's done? Of course, I use the word if. Like, there's a possibility <laughs> that that is not the case, and like the combined neglect and you know change of scenery for him made it to be difficult for him to come back. Now that I feel like that's some of that is a stretch because we saw him just be bad. But I you know maybe Sean Payton and his you know wealth of knowledge when it comes to being an offensive play caller, particularly in this NFL. Um, if that will help, um, you know, kind of reinvigorate him, especially also his experience with a shorter quarterback and those types of things like th- those provide different challenges than your typical six, four quarterback that you'll run out there or whatever. So um, I'm intrigued by that. But, yeah, I wonder what there's to do if you look up and you go, oh, Russell Wilson is just he's he's reached his date where this is beyond what, it, you know, what it was at a certain point And you cannot do much about it. It's amazing that this deep into his career that Russell Wilson was sacked a career-high 55 times last year. Is it amazing? Because it's always been an issue for him. My, my point is, at this point, you shouldn't be taking that many sacks. I understand at times there's going to be breakdowns with the offensive line and that kind of thing. This is who he is. But you got to throw away the football. you got to do something. This is what he does, right? Like <laughs> there's, a, there's a severe, supreme, I should say, 
his confidence in himself and his ability to make plays. But the problem is he is 30 what now? Because I know he's in his 30s. Like, what, what is the particular age that we're looking at here? Yeah, 34. I was going to say 33, and I was giving him a year. He's 34 <laughs> now, right? Like, the idea that just because I'm six foot, like I'm shorter than everybody else, I'm going to be faster than everybody. Oh, no, 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 my, my boy. Like, you are a little bit older, and so the idea that, and I understand being shorter, you need to move and be able to, you know, move the pocket, see, create different sight lines. But the idea that I'm just going to hold on to this football and make something happen, no, you have to change that mindset. And that's another thing Sean Payton has had to deal with. You know, Drew Brees got to a point where, like, this is not going to be wildly mobile, you know? And so I wonder if some of that is just having the gravitas to be able to talk to that man from a place of experience and to a place where he'll listen to you when you tell him, hey, man, it's not what you think it is mm-hmm. because you holding on to the football is just going to create sacks and turnovers. And if you trust me because I have the bona fides, we can take this to a place, we can alter the game to a place where – you are doing things that are successful, even if it's not exactly the way that you want to do it. Because it does seem like that's something that Russell Wilson was dealing with, with the whole let Russ cook and the power struggle dynamic that happened in Seattle, is I want to do it my way. But at some point, it might need to be a conversation of what's the way that gives us the best opportunity to succeed. They're going to need a good run game out there to help him out too uh, in Denver. That should be able to help him a little bit as well. I'll touch on this one real quick because mm-hmm. I saw that on the, from the 817. Uh, for the Washington Commanders, Eric Bieniemy ah. taking over as the OC in Washington, the question for him is, is Biennemi as gifted an offensive mind, teacher, and leader as the Chiefs said he was? Mm-hmm. And How he, much of that will we be able to tell simply by looking at like the results of that offense? Understanding what that Washington Commandos offense has been for the last only God knows how long. I'm not sure because the big question is who is going to be the quarterback there. Ain't it been Sam Howell? Like they've been pretty on that on that um But how, yeah, and how long do they stick with him though? Sounds like Sam Howell for right now is going to be that guy. But you do have some weapons there in Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dodson, Curtis yeah, Samuel. That's a good point. You know, good running backs, you know, with Brian Robinson there. So you've got some pieces to work with, but again, Bienemy knows better than anybody. The quarterback drives all of this. And I don't care how fancy of a play caller you are, how gifted you are as an offensive mind, if you don't have someone back there who you can confidently believe in to throw the football and make it happen for you, it doesn't matter what kind of offense you're going to be running out there. What happens at quarterback for them is going to tell us a lot about Eric Bienemy's ability to elevate that offense with the pieces that he has in Washington. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next here on your home of the Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Yeah, something really interesting is happening with the San Diego Padres when it comes to their regional sports network. Let's get into what it means and what it could possibly mean for the Rangers and the wider world of baseball broadcasting next on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Why Bally, the Padres, Texas Rangers, among others are about to shift the entire landscape of how you consume not only Major League Baseball, but other sports as well. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation where we are challenging you, where I am challenging you to say all the nice things you can about Reginald. You going to keep Attila. doing this? Of I thought, course I thought that was a first segment thing. No, this is an entire show thing. All right. As Rez gets ready to go on vacation uh, beginning after this show. So text line 877-811053. Maybe during the show. We'll find out. Uh, let's hope not. Um, that you say all the nice things you can about Reg, including this one from the uh, 940, which somehow has to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Reg, you should say something about KG's age to make him mad before you leave. I have no idea what I would say about KG's age. Other than how old I am at that point. That's it? Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's try to do a little bit better than that uh, 940 but I appreciate the sentiment though um, Oh, that's adorable thank uh, you 817 just wanted to say love you both best show in the biz that is all thank you 817 that's very sweet of you thank you so much um, let's get to this here because we are about to be on the brink of what could be a seismic shift when it comes to how you consume Major League Baseball and other sports given some of the developments that we are seeing Across some of the Major League Baseball teams. Yeah, absolutely. So the San Diego Padres lead the way on this. The San Diego Padres today was announced are taking back control of their broadcast from Bally Sports. uh, Bally Sports San Diego in particular, which is a regional sports network. So this, you know, comes into the long line of situations of, you know, Diamond Sports, which airs under the name Bally Sports. Um being in you know bankruptcy situations over over leveraging themselves in order to acquire the rights to many um broadcasts or about say basketball baseball uh various different sports leagues uh broadcasting rights now the reason why the padres have been pretty straightforward is because they along with eight teams in the companies or sorry along with uh six teams i believe under the company's purview are not um in the bankruptcy pro uh filings so in the bankruptcy filings, which include uh, teams like the Rangers and mm-hmm. other other teams uh, in the MLB, they are having to go through the bankruptcy and waiting for those things to go. And actually, there is a um, a judge in Houston that heard some things today and should be making a ruling latest tomorrow, I believe, on you know on that case. But the Padres, the Reds, the Cardinals, the Angels, the Marlins, and the Royals are all outside of that. Maybe in Maybe that their uh, their teams have their joint ventures, so like the league will also have, or sorry, the teams themselves will also have partial rights. So they were able to kind of get out of those contracts early when uh, Diamond Sports missed payments, 
And so with that being the case, the Padres were like, all right, give us our stuff back. We will handle this ourselves. And the way that this is happening is this, the same broadcasters, the actual people that were working for the team and broadcasting on Bally Sports will continue to broadcast the game. However, it will no longer be on a regional sports network. Where it goes now is they are taking this to the league's broadcasting, which is MLB.TV. And they're going to have all their broadcasts uh, over the top in that way. And mm-hmm. also, like, if you have, like, DirecTV, they have, like, the uh, MLB TV channels, you know, yep. like the specific team channels that you can have. In now, addition to getting extra innings if you choose to get that as well. Right. But the thing about that is those are not going to be strictly um, within the all-teams package, right? So, like, I personally have MLB.TV. Okay. I have a subscription to all teams. Mm-hmm. When I get on there and if I want to watch a Rangers game, it is still blacked out because I need the local coverage. Correct. Right? Like, they still want you to drive all of your viewership to your regional sports network because they paid for that, you know, mm-hmm. for that uh, that viewership. What the Padres and MLB are doing is this is going to be a, a separate single team package that you still have to pay for. So I believe the cost is $19.99 a month. So there's there's two sides that at least that I see on this, and you give me your perspective on where you're sure. looking at. There's one side that's like, look, it's good that there's an opportunity to get to this product now, as opposed to when it was kind of paywalled in a way. I mean, it's still paywalled, but now that cost over the course of your 162 games is probably worth it if you're a fan. But the other side of it is if you are not like a specific fan of this team, having to then go and like if you're in that marketplace and having to pay not just for a regional sports network where you get most of your local teams right paying for this one particular all team or single team subscription for just the Padres in this instance um if you are not that hardcore of a fan it's like ooh is that worth it for me and now are you losing some people that might possibly be viewers but are not like hardcore um, but with that being the case, what has been your take on this entire move? Because obviously, this could be the first step in the way that a lot of other baseball teams move after dealing with Bally, and then possibly a lot of other teams in general when we talk about basketball and hockey teams the NBA and the NHL, that yeah. have been dealing with regional sports networks. Because mm-hmm, this is not just singularly to Major League Baseball. We're talking about, if you're going to keep it on a local level, the Mavericks and the Stars being affected by this at some point down the road as well. I am in favor of the direct-to-consumer model where if you give me an opportunity, let's say to purchase a package of games that I may want to watch, if I can watch a group of maybe 15 to 20 games and I can pay a flat fee for that and then I can pick and choose what I want, okay, that makes a lot of sense to me because now I'm in control of what I actually want to not only view but how much I want to spend when it comes to that particular viewing. So if Major League Baseball is in a position where they look at their ball clubs and say, look, we're going to put it in the power of not just Major League Baseball, but put it in teams' hands to be able to disseminate the product that you and how you want to do that, whether it be through local television, mm-hmm. whether it be direct-to-consumer through subscription packages, however you feel that it will best suit you and the ability to get your product to your fans, put that power in the control of the, of the teams themselves. I think that would be... That would make a lot of sense for me versus leaving it up to other entities to disseminate it the way that they feel like based on trying to make a profit versus getting the product to where they want it to go to. Right. I, I, I Someone on the text line said, if I don't have to watch ads, I will pay for it. Now, if, the, if I have to watch ads, I won't pay. Sure. The problem is, like, I don't know if the entire, if simply the subscription model is something that's going to 
you know, be substantial enough for these teams. I imagine that they're still going to sell ads, right? We still have breaks within the baseball game that are suited for ads. So there's going to be something there, even if there's just like basic graphics. So they might as well sell those spaces. You're going to watch ads. I don't think that they're leaving that money on the table. Uh, but with that being the case, an interesting portion of this for me is that this this echoes the entire streaming landscape when we talk about other television content, right? And this is where me personally, as somebody who is a sports sicko, and I think you also fall into this, and I think a lot of our listeners also fall into this. When you have a lot of interests, this direct over-the-top fracturing is actually not our, in our best interest. And I, I need to correct, I believe that the monthly payment is $12.99, not $19.99. Okay. Difference, like it does matter. That's at eight dollars, nine dollars, seven dollars, something in there. Yeah, um, that matters. However, with that being the case, twelve ninety nine here, fifteen there, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the people that are doing Apple TV, Paramount Plus, Max, I was Peacock. About to say HBO Max, Peacock, right? Like when you have all these different interests, now you're starting to add up the cost. And what happens if the let's take it locally? If you know all Valley Sports Southwest ends up no longer being a thing, the teams re you know get a hold of their rights and then decide to go over the top in this way. If I'm supposed to get a particular uh, individual membership for the Rangers, the Mavericks, the Stars, like this starts piling up in a way. And I understand that a lot of people have gone to cord cutting because the bundling wasn't serving them entirely well. But some of the things uh, for the bundling is that it didn't serve everybody, but for the people that it did, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. If you had a lot of interests, being able to get all of these different things in this one package was a good uh, situation. Now having all those things be individualized, I wonder if you drive away everyone that is not a hardcore fan of your of your product. Think of MLS, where they have gone to being on Apple TV, and not just on Apple TV. If you have an Apple TV Plus subscription, that's cool. You still need MLS League Pass. And so if you are going to watch an MLS game, any MLS game besides just like a few um, national games, you're going to have a very particular... Uh, subscription and that does not lend itself to people just stumbling onto your game or maybe not even growing the game and that's a concern that i have Uh, a few people on the text line 877-81-1053 from the 214 mlb.com is free if you have Mm t-mobile for example another from 682 i get mlb tv for free through t-mobile that's how i watch the dodgers games here in dfw i am surprised that there hasn't been an idea or a thought of maybe for example, you were talking about the amount of different subscriptions that are out there between Peacock, Netflix, yeah. or whatever. That someone has to say, "Look, I'm going to get an idea where I partner these, you know, subscriptions together. Let's say I get a group of Peacock, Hulu, Netflix together, and say, "Hey, if we come together, you can all come to this particular, I don't know, app or program, and then people can choose what they want based on the packages that are offered there. So if you've got Let's say Major League Baseball says, hey, we'll put a group of, let's say we'll put the whole AL West together, for example. If you want a package that includes all these AL West teams, you can buy this here to where you can watch the teams and the games that you want to. And then you don't have to worry about watching games that you don't necessarily want to because you have to buy the whole MLB TV package or extra innings package of something of that sort. Trying to create. Yeah, but that bundling doesn't benefit the teams individually, right? Like the money that they. I, the projections that they will make is based off of those individual subscriptions and then yeah. giving like your that that money that they are giving you a discount on is simply money that they are losing mm-hmm. for that same product. And so like that's the thing that I worry about is that this now just becomes an individualized thing when everything goes to streaming. 
and you might lose interest in all the other teams. Now, of course, maybe that's not as big an issue for everybody else. Um, but one one team, and not even in baseball, has something that I think is interesting in seeing if they are going to be the way that teams trend. Because this over-the-top is one way. You could also maybe go kind of what the Phoenix Suns have done. You recall the Phoenix Suns were able to reacquire their broadcast rights in late April. They announced that they were going to air their broadcast over the air on a local channel. So obviously that is not a subscription thing. Now they did have a streamed on uh, online direct to consumer service for but also they had over the air. And I wonder if teams will go back that way cuz that is backwards in a way from the way that it seems like programming is trending towards being streaming and over the uh, over the top. If teams just go, now we will go back to this instance where we are operating in house, putting it on television locally or you know dealing locally and then now have you know, the advertising, and you know, but at least now you could just go over the air and not have mm-hmm. to pay a subscription. You could just go and turn on, I don't know, Channel 21 or what happened, whatever yeah. channel, and see your Rangers, Stars, Mavericks. You know, I wonder if teams would go that way or if that is just something that teams that do not have the opportunity to extract that additional subscription will go to. Uh, both from the 214 and the 718, sounds like how c- cable was created. I guess talking about what I was There you doing. go. But I and I guess and obviously I'm that's what I'm thinking of, but more so like specifically to sports and if the individual leagues would create something of that nature to make it more accessible for individuals to purchase games or watch games of their favorite teams versus not having to worry about not watching games that they don't necessarily want to pay for in that particular case. But yes, two one four seven one eight. Yeah, I obviously understand and acknowledge that there when it comes to to some of this here. So it's entirely possible that the Padres just showed us what is going to be the playbook, which is teams that get their rights back just kind of take this product direct to streaming over the top, where if you have a particular team that you want to watch in market, you go and you get a subscription for that team. And I'm interested to see, I mean, we've gotten just a little bit, but if you if you want to text in uh, to the text line, 877-881-1053, how interested would you be in just buying a single subscription to your favorite team, um, but then also maybe being missing out on some of the other local teams in that way? The landscape is going to be changing quite a bit here when it comes to how sports is consumed based on the way that this is going with all of Bally when it goes from yeah thanks for nothing diamond sports <laughs> it's the get right reg kg right here on 105.3 the fan coming up next we go around the national football league where brock purdy has resumed throwing and what that means for the san francisco 49ers so about the next on the get right About to go around the NFL here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Mm-hmm. Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. Appreciate you joining us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube and hit the subscribe button while you are there. Coming up at the top of the hour, Tyler Batiste of the Athletic NBA is going to be joining us in studio here in the DFWsecurity.com studios talking all things NBA and otherwise as well. Um, Before we go around the National Football League, um, 
we were ironically we were just talking about the changing landscape in terms of sports media when it comes to Major League Baseball and the Bally situation. Um, apparently, a few about half an hour ago, news coming from the New York Post, which is going to be received as a bombshell in the world of sports media. Uh, Shannon Sharp, co-host of FS1's Undisputed, has reached a buyout agreement with Fox Sports to leave Undisputed and his partnership with Skip Bayless per the New York Post. Apparently, Sharp's final shows will be after the NBA Finals. So Shannon Sharp is out uh, at Fox after reaching a buyout to leave Undisputed and his partnership uh, with Skip Bayless. So that's a rather large bombshell in the world of sports media. We've already seen, of course, the numbers come in for Pat McAfee and his new deal with ESPN, five years, $85 million for him to go over to the worldwide leader on a uh, in an official capacity now. And now Shannon Sharp is going to be out uh, at Fox after reaching a buyout to leave Undisputed. And again, his final show with Skip Bayless apparently will be after the NBA Finals there. Yeah, somebody, uh, Lady T on the Twitch asks, not his own show, but just leaving Fox altogether? That is correct, but it is worth remembering. He has built a visual podcast, uh, Club Shay Shay, that has been doing very well. And it seems like a lot of people have moved to this space of, you know, kind of direct to consumers. We've been talking about uh, content without the, you know, notion of a network or a larger media company at least uh, fronting them. So, yeah, no, maybe maybe that's the way he goes. Maybe eventually he dips back into what we would kind of consider the tra- traditional media space somewhere else. But all we do know at this point in time is that particular configuration of that FS1 show will no longer be the case. Shannon Sharp, uh, in, a, in a few weeks' time, will no longer uh, work for Fox, it seems. He'll be a hell of a television uh, show host on his own, to be honest with you. Well, you mean, you, are you thinking like a Michael Strahan-type situation? He could go down that road. Uh, where he could be a part of a, a morning show of some sort or a standalone show on his own. Shannon Sharp's personality and what he has built over the last several years has become extremely large within the sports media business, and I think he would do very well uh, on his own. As you mentioned, his you know Club Shay Shay podcast has done extremely well. So uh, more on that as we go on uh, through the course of the show. Larry, let's go around the National Football League, though, here. Uh, on your home, the Cowboys 105 through the fan, and we start in New England where longtime special teams ace uh, Matthew Slater for the New England Patriots apparently isn't feeling the idea of this uh, new kickoff rule in the National Football League. Yeah, I, I found this to be really interesting. Obviously, we've discussed the idea that the uh, the NFL is going to try out the notion of the, the fair catch as the college football does it, where you don't have to be only in the end zone. If you fair catch the ball anywhere in the field of play on a kickoff, the ball will be moved to the 25-yard line. And um, this is to kind of prevent, at least in theory, the injuries that are capable of happening in the uh, on kickoffs. Particularly, you think of kind of those kicks that just kind of sit in the air and hang and have a returner simply just kind of sitting there waiting for it. Um, that is kind of the idea to kind of negate that. And uh, Michael Slater, or Matthew Slater, rather, a longtime special teamer, in fact, special team captain for the Patriots, gave kind of uh, his assessment of what this looks like. You know, I'm just not convinced that our league is always going to do what's in the best interest of our players. Uh, I understand that we want to reduce uh, head injuries and things of that nature. 
but we don't always act as if player uh, health and safety is paramount. Uh, we can talk about the Thursday night games. Uh, that's an easy one. That's, I mean, that's low-hanging fruit. But we can also talk about the issues that our players experience once they leave the game. Why is it that we have to fight for health care beyond five years out of the game? Why is it that when players go to file for benefits in terms of disability, they're having to jump through hoops nonstop? Why is it that we're continuing to fight the battle that we're fighting about grass versus turf? I just don't believe that this is truly in the name of player health and safety. What I, what I do believe is we want to portray ourselves a certain way to the public, to you guys, that says we care about the players. But I can give you a long list of examples, and I've been around this game for almost 40 years, where the league and the powers that be do not act in the best interest of the players. I didn't hear a single lie told there. Yeah. And I thought this was really interesting because I think that he's because he went on to go on and say that, you know, he feels that the kickoff is adequately safe. The idea that it is, you know, harmful is overstated was basically his idea, which I disagree with. I think that like the genesis of his argument is wrong. Like I think that you have a lot of studies that point to the idea of the kickoff being the most dangerous play in football and the idea of neutralizing that is a good thing. But he's not wrong on all these other things. He is completely right when we talk about the ways in which the NFL purports to be about safety and wants to kind of do the things around uh, the league when it comes to safety. We'll, you know, try and make these helmets even more safe and we'll try and cut down on some of the tackling in the offseason that I'm sure do help. But the things that matter the most are not going to be cut because they are money makers. Thursday night football is a big money maker, even though it is very clear that that is something that is ad, uh, adversarial to the notion of the health of these players. They and Slater rightfully points to the idea that the NFL actively fights, you know, further health care beyond players' uh, tenure in the NFL, in addition to other things. So. There's right. Like there is some hypocrisy that exists within the NFL, and I think it's worthwhile for us to point that out. And it's important who this message is coming from because Matthew Slater is one of the most respected players in the National Football League and has been so for a very long time. So when he speaks in these poignant of terms, it's to be taken seriously because he knows exactly what he's been dealing with for the better part of 15 years in the National Football League. So. Credit to Matthew Slater for speaking his truth and, more importantly, putting the NFL on notice that we see a little bit you know, through what's going on here. And, look, I've made the suggestion, as well as a lot of other people have, there's a very simple solution to this. And while people may laugh at it, you can go to the XFL and see how their kickoff really has been extremely effective in terms of reducing impacts and collisions and not having players engage until the football is actually caught and then still being able to have the active part of the game, which it being the kickoff. So there's ways around this, and I'm not sure what the motives are of the National Football League with respect to this rule because it doesn't seem like um, for them this should be the route that they go down when it comes to this kickoff rule. I don't necessarily like it. I assume that there's positive motives. I just think that those motives are not going to overrule the actual changes or the other changes that would really make things some big difference, but that would also have a cost to their pocketbooks. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big issue. 
It's all about the almighty dollar, it feels like, with the National Football League. Yeah, we'll, we'll do right by you as long as it doesn't hurt our pocketbook. Correct. Correct. Let's go to San Francisco. Brock Purdy apparently is starting to throw again. Yes. San Francisco 49ers? Yes, Brock Purdy back to tossing the football around again. They are still giving us the comments of he. they are hoping that he is ready for week one, and they are still using that the terminology of hoping. But um, John Lynch, general manager of the Niners, told SiriusXM Radio that, quote, the early returners are good and they are incredibly encouraged by Brock Purdy's recovery. And he also added that added that the team hopes that he's ready for training camp in the regular season. But Trey Lance has taken the first team reps this offseason with uh, Brock Purdy recovering. Um, with that being the case, they also don't plan to rush him into the starting lineup. He said, quote, I mentioned Trey, I mentioned Sam. We feel good about that position holistically, mm-hmm. so we're not going to do anything to put Brock in a situation where he's not fully healed. But that also all just sounds like a situation where they truly believe that Brock Purdy is their number one quarterback point blank period oh boy at least to me (laughs) does that does it sound differently to you because I know it doesn't but the question that I come up with is well what the hell did you move heaven and earth for to go get Trey Lance for then I guess maybe they're called categorizing that as a lost money you just kind of deal with it well that's a hell of a loss because of all the things you gave up to go get Trey Lance for him not to be the starter and a dude who was literally the last pick of the NFL draft becomes your franchise quarterback. Look, I understand why they did it at the time because they felt Jimmy Garoppolo had a certain ceiling and maybe Trey Lance gave you a little bit more projecting to what he could be at the next level. But it is starting to look like that. That turned out to be a disaster. If all of that you gave up to get Trey Lance and he can't even be the starting quarterback and yet a dude who was the Mr. Irrelevant is now your franchise quarterback going forward there. So good luck with that in in San Francisco. Real quick before we go, Mm -hmm. I also thought this was really interesting. Are you familiar with Harry Kane? Of course. Striker for Tottenham and uh, the English national team. Yes, that is soccer. Shout out to Jared Sandler. He's their national national team captain. He wants to one day play a little NFL. He said, quote, it's something I definitely want to explore. Um... I know it will be a lot of hard work. I'm not expecting to just walk up and start kicking field goals. It would be a lot of practice, a lot of her, uh, work. But, yeah, it's something I'd love to do. The NFL is something I've been following for about 10 years now, and I love it, so I'd love to give it to go. Any chance that as the uh, as the Cowboys continue to look for a kicker. How about I said, there you go. And Bones Fossil has said, hey, man, anybody on earth. I anybody think on, on Elon Musk's planet Earth. What, 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 what are you doing now? <laughs> what are you doing right now? Well, you know, when you send out a tweet, it's from Earth. Mm, okay. Anyway, um, why not? Because they don't have the money for him. You think the Cowboys are priced out of Harry Kane? At least in the salary cap. And well, maybe just in general. Well, you know they're about to get an extra $10 million, you know, opened up here post-June 1. How much money do you think Harry Kane makes? For a dude that's never kicked in the National Football League? Now, okay, we're talking about soccer, though. Of course, he's making a bazillion That's dollars. That's the problem. That's problem. Know, like this, this isn't soccer. Ju- this isn't. I am going to operate within the market of NFL kickers. This is. I have to operate within the market of wherever, what else, whatever money you can make elsewhere. <laughs> and that's the problem. I don't think that you have the but. But how how fun would that be? Also, the way that Jerry's been juking these uh these games in London, they'd have to play there at that point, wouldn't they? They would have to. Because what good is it to have a guy from England? And not go play a game over there for him to play in front of his home crowd. Jerry not giving that up, though. 
Harry Kane <laughs> lines up for the field goal. It's good. <laughs> That's your trip around the National Football League here on the Get Right or Educate You on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, Tyler Batiste of the Athletic NBA joins us in studio. Talk all things NBA and more next on the Get Right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 